Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Glad to be here on this Wednesday, episode 388 on this June 1st, 2022. Just a reminder that we are being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day and it is the start of summer. All the kids are out of school. You got the Columbus Chattahoots in action this weekend. Just a perfect day to bring the family to the ballpark. I know my kids loved it last year when uh, they went to see the Chattahoots in the Sun Belt Championship game. I had the manager of the Columbus Chattahoots, Steve Smith, on the show yesterday. We broke down everything that's going on with the Columbus Chattahoots. We've got a great show. I'm going to recap the NAIA World Series. What a great event. The NAIA World Series has been a success in the city of Columbus. And what a great job by the Columbus Sports Council putting on such a historic event. But we do have a great show. Going to talk about the New York Rangers, where they will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Atlanta Braves fall to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I am just waiting for the NBA Finals. Game one of the NBA Finals is Thursday night. The Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. Can the Boston Celtics win their 18th NBA championship? How did the Boston Celtics get here? Well, if you remember the big three led by... Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. They went and won the championship in 2008. They went to the NBA Finals in 2010. And then in 2013, Doc Rivers steps down. In comes Brad Stevens. He was not a proven NBA head coach. He did coach Butler to two championship appearances. But Brad Stevens, in his first year as the Boston Celtics head coach, They miss the playoffs. They draft Marcus Smart in the lottery in 2014. And then in 2013, they made a very interesting trade. They traded away Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets for a bunch of role players and draft picks. Now, at the time, I mean, that was actually a brilliant trade by Danny Ainge because Paul Pierce, even though he still had something left in the tank, Kevin Garnett just never was the same player when he got traded. And it didn't turn out well for Brooklyn. The Celtics were able to take advantage. And in 2016 and in 2017, both with the third overall pick, they got two cornerstone picks that have been key pieces in their championship run this year. Drafting Jalen Brown, number three overall in 2016, and then drafting Jason Tatum, number three overall 
in 2017, which was a trade by the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers drafted Markel Fultz. They traded their pick with the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics were able to get Jason Tatum. Well, let me tell you something. Jason Tatum, he's starting to become a top-five player, and there's a possibility that he may be the best player left in the NBA Finals. I still think the Warriors are going to win in seven because they are playing at home, but this is going to be the biggest challenge that this Warriors dynasty team will face. This is the best defensive team that they're going to face in their historic run. Like I said, they caught a lot of breaks. They are a veteran team, but if they falter, it's going to be if they can't make a shot because every player on the Celtics can guard and they switch a lot. And there's not going to be any open looks for Steph. There's not going to be any open looks for Clay. It is really going to be tough. But I hope for a great NBA Finals. That's going to start Thursday night, Game 1. I cannot wait. This morning, the LaGrange Panthers, they are getting a send-off. They're hopping on a bus, and they are headed to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where they will take on Trinity Friday night in Game 1 of the D3 College World Series. That game is going to be on late, just about as late as the NBA Finals, but 8.45 time, and hopefully we'll be able to watch that game. Good luck to the LaGrange Panthers as they are in the College World Series for the first time in school history. On Friday, you got the regionals for the College World Series. Thursday, the Women's College World Series starts. And on a sad note, just received the word yesterday that Shaw football head coach Al Pellegrino passed away. And my prayers go out to his family. He was hired as Shaw's football coach in 2016. And this is shocking. Absolutely shocking that that he passed away. And just want to say that the Pellegrino family is in my prayers. The whole Shaw community, uh, the Muskogee County School District. I'm thinking about them today. Uh, Such a terrible loss. And he will be missed. All right. I want to talk about Trey Lance. As a San Francisco 49ers fan, I am completely optimistic about Trey Lance. I think he's going to be a superstar. But there's been some criticism from some people in the media that says he's not the guy. Worst case scenario, he becomes a game manager, but he can't. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I am an optimistic guy. It's still early. He's going to make mistakes. But no, he's not wowing people like Patrick Mahomes did his rookie year. He's not wowing people like Russell Wilson did. Josh Allen struggled his first year with Buffalo. We didn't know that Lamar Jackson was going to pan out with the Baltimore Ravens, but he fit the system. And I think what's going to help Trey Lance is fitting in Kyle Shanahan's system. He does some things great. He's got great speed. He could work on his accuracy. He could work on the way he delivers a football. But I think the mental toughness and his escapability – And mobility is perfect for Kyle Shanahan's offense. He doesn't have to do it all himself. He could rely on his running backs, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. I believe that's going to be the one-two tandem for the San Francisco 49ers this year. And I also think that the 49ers, they don't have to worry about Russell Wilson in the division. The Cardinals are reeling. I'm not sure that Kyler Murray is the guy. The only team they got to worry about in that division is Matthew Stafford. 
And that's going to be hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I know Aaron Donald wants a new contract. I know they got Bobby Wagner. Allen Robinson is now on the team. But Andrew Whitworth has retired. I think that just for the simple fact that they don't have a left tackle, they're going to have to pay a left tackle. Look, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think the 49ers can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. But it's time to see what Trey Lance is capable of. Okay, so he might not be a Pro Bowl quarterback. But I don't don't think he's going to be a bust. Because look at all the quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has elevated. Matt Schaub, Brian Hoyer, Matt Ryan in 2016 got an MVP season and led the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan can elevate quarterbacks. Look at what Nick Mullins did. Now, I know the winning percentage didn't look good, but maybe the 49ers take a step back because Trey Lance is not going to win as many games as Jimmy Garoppolo did. It's really who would you want as your starter? Who do you think is going to win more games as the starting quarterback, Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo? Do we have a quarterback controversy on our hands? Your latest NAIA World Series update late into the night because of a rain delay. Mobile finally gets the 4-3 to victory over Science and Arts in extra innings. And these games were played on ESPN3. Science and Arts was able to beat Southeastern. So they had to play two games yesterday. And then the championship game is set. Although Oklahoma City is in the winner's bracket, if Mobile wants to win the NAIA World Series, they're going to have to win two. Utah, give me two. This game will be televised on ESPN3, but it's also at the Commons South Complex if you want to check it out. The NAIA World Series Championship game today. Number two seed, Oklahoma City, and number one, Mobile. However, Oklahoma City has already beaten Mobile one to nothing. It's going to be a clash of the Titans. These two great NAIA programs. Expect to see a lot of fans. Maybe Mobile makes the trip and they get some fans out there. It's a championship game, so anything can happen. I'm excited I was able to cover this NAIA World Series as Freed Hardman, their season ended on a Monday, losing to Science and Arts 6 to nothing. Well, the Atlanta Braves did not have a great night last night. They dropped the second game of the series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were able to pull it off in the 10th inning, 8-7. to And it just wasn't a great night for the bullpen. The Braves have given up a run in the 8th and then the game-tying run in the ninth. The Braves were able to get a run in the 10th, but then the Diamondbacks scored two runs in the bottom of the 10th to get the victory over the Atlanta Braves, who have lost two straight. The Braves are now 23-27 and as they get ready to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks for an afternoon game the rubber match. What is this Braves team? It seems like they are snake bitten. No pun intended. Kyle Wright is going to take the mound against Madison Bumgarner today. So right now the Atlanta Braves are trying to regroup. They will travel up to Colorado after that. And then they will have a home stretch next week. 
where they take on the Oakland Athletics, a rare game between the A's and the Braves, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates. So interesting to see those games. I am penciling in that four-game series between the San Francisco Giants starting June the 20th. It goes all the way to June 23rd. The Giants will be coming to Truett's Park for a four-game series. And then right after that, what a great week of baseball. The Braves will take on the Dodgers for the rematch of the 2022 NLCS and 2021 NLCS. So these two teams have represented the National League in the NLCS for the last two seasons. Looking forward to these series. I'm just excited about baseball. I'm glad the baseball is back. Boy, we really had a wild night in the NHL last night. Game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Colorado is out on top, 8-6. to six. What a scoring barrage by Colorado and Edmonton. JT Comper for Colorado had two goals. Colorado jumped out to the 7-3 lead. But Edmonton made it exciting, scoring three unanswered goals. And then all of a sudden, it's 7-6. to six. Of course, Colorado gets the empty netter to win 8-6. to six. So they take the 1-0 series lead. They will play Thursday night. Tonight, we have Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the New York Rangers. Last time the New York Rangers made it to the Stanley Cup Final was in 2014 when they took on the Los Angeles Kings, but they have not won a Stanley Cup since 1994. I know that the New York market is excited about the Rangers. They are the most popular team in the tri-state area, and they are looking to make some noise against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. All right, as we start in the month of June, I'm now getting into the dog days of summer where the guest lineup will slow down and I may have to go back to three days a week. But for the time being, I'm going to still do a five day a week show. And also don't forget that I do have my sports documentaries that I'm going to air on Sunday. This Sunday, I'm going to air the sports documentary on Glenn Davis. Last week's sports documentary was on Larry Mize. I actually thought it was pretty good. I love Larry Mize, just a great golfer. But as I get into the dog days of summer and we get high school football coming up in August, I'm going to have more high school football-centered preview shows. But let's talk about college football because I'm going to give you my preview on what is going to happen. This is going to be a straight guess. Alabama is going to be ranked number one. They are going to beat Ohio State in the national championship game. The national championship game will be Alabama and Ohio State. This is what the college football playoff looks like. So the bowl schedule for the 2022-2023 season has just been released. So here we go. I'm going to make a prediction. The national championship will be held on January 9th, 2023 at Lucas Oil Stadium. And it's going to be Alabama versus Ohio State. The college football semifinal games are going to be the Chick-fil-A Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. So the Chick-fil-A Bowl is going to be number one Alabama versus number four USC. The Fiesta Bowl is going to be Ohio State and Clemson. 
Don't ask me how Clemson gets ranked over USC. All four teams are going to be undefeated going into the college football playoff. And that is why Georgia is not going to get into the college football playoff. Georgia will have one loss. They will lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game. But because all the college football teams going in are going to be undefeated, I believe that Georgia will go to the Sugar Bowl. Georgia is going to play Oklahoma. All right. I'm glad I got that out of the way. In the Rose Bowl. Remember, USC's in the college football playoff. In the Rose Bowl, it's going to be Utah and Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's going to get to the Rose Bowl. I think that they're going to have one or two losses, but definitely going to lose Ohio State because they're playing in Columbus this year. It'd be nice if they uh, got away with the conferences. That way Michigan plays Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. All right, we are going to get to the Cotton Bowl. And this year, it is going to be two at-large teams. I kind of see a scenario where there's a chance that Notre Dame could get into the Cotton Bowl. I think that Texas A&M could get into the Cotton Bowl because I see them losing to Alabama, and that might be their only loss all season. So I'm going to say the Cotton Bowl is going to be Texas A&M and Notre Dame. The Tampa Bay Bowl, which used to be the Outback Bowl, an SEC team versus a Big Ten or ACC team, I think that it's going to be LSU because I think that Brian Kelly is going to get LSU back to prominence. I think it's going to be LSU versus Wisconsin. All right, the Citrus Bowl. We got the Big Ten versus the SEC or ACC. I think another SEC team will actually get to the Citrus Bowl. I think it's going to be Ole Miss. It's going to be Michigan State versus Ole Miss. All right, so all those bowl games on January the 2nd this year, because you know, January 1st is on a Sunday, so that's NFL playoffs. We've got the Music City Bowl, which I think it's going to be Tennessee versus Miami. There you go. Mario Cristobal gets to a decent bowl game and takes on a very promising Tennessee team. Oh, man, I'd love to see what Brad Page thought about that one. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Yeah, we could go ACC, SEC here. I think Florida is going to get into this one. I'm going to say that it's going to be Florida and North Carolina. I think Mac Jones gets them to the Capital One Bowl. All right, the Gator Bowl. SEC versus Big Ten or ACC. I think it's going to be Kentucky versus Penn State. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Pac-12 versus ACC. All right, I'm just going to say it's going to be Florida State and Oregon. Yeah, Florida State's going to have a a bounce back year. I think that Florida State makes a statement. They finally get to a bowl game. The Duke-Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that South Carolina gets to this bowl game and... uh, they are going to take on Boston College. All right, the Valero Alamo Bowl, the Big 12 versus Pac-12. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that it's going to be Nebraska versus Washington. Moving on to the Cheez-It Bowl, Big 12 versus ACC. I think, and you know, I might have already repeated some of the um, I, I do think that Baylor is still 
a good team. I think that Texas could get in the bowl game here. We already know that Oklahoma is in the Sugar Bowl. I think either Baylor or Texas, maybe TCU. But the Cheez-It Bowl is going to feature Pitt versus TCU. The Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. That is going to be an ACC team versus a Big Ten team. Remember, Notre Dame is actually in the Cotton Bowl. I'm predicting that Notre Dame is going to be in the Cotton Bowl. So it's a Big Ten versus ACC. The Pinstripe Bowl is going to be NC State versus Minnesota. All right. NC State versus Minnesota. The Texas Bowl, Big 12 versus SEC. Oh, this is a good one. I actually do think that I already said Kentucky. I already said Florida. I already said Tennessee. I think Auburn gets into the Texas Bowl. Auburn and Baylor. I think that that would be a very good bowl game. The Liberty Bowl, AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Big 12 versus SEC. I think Mississippi State gets in this bowl, and they are going to take on Kansas State. The Military Bowl. You got the ACC team versus the American champion. Uh, this is a very good opportunity for... I don't, I don't think a non-Power 5 school is going to get into the college football playoff or a New Year's Six Bowl. And if they do, I actually think that Memphis has a shot. Remember, they went to the Cotton Bowl a couple of years ago, but lost to Iowa State. I actually forgot to mention that you got to put a non-Power 5 school in in the New Year's Six Bowl. So I'm going to take out Texas A&M, and I'm going to put... I don't think it's going to be Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati loses to Arkansas. Oh, man, I forgot to mention Arkansas. I think uh, two SEC teams that I'm underestimating is Arkansas and Auburn because I think every single SEC team makes it to a bowl game, including South Carolina, including Missouri. They all did last year. They're going to make it again. But this is going to be a very weird year in college football because I do believe that there are going to be four undefeated teams left standing in the college football playoff. That's why I put Georgia in the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma. So there's still a lot to talk about. So I'm just going to make my predictions. I think that I think that Houston or Cincinnati is going to win the American. I think Memphis has a shot to win the American. I think that the with the MAC and the Sun Belt honestly think that Georgia Southern is going to win the Sun Belt and uh, Toledo is going to win the MAC. I love these small non-Power 5 conferences. It's a pretty cool, you know, I I got the bowl schedule in front of me and would really love to see some of these bowl matchups. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a break on uh, talking bowl talk as college football is still a ways away. Uh, As I get closer into the season, I'll preview some college football. It's going to be pretty awesome. I I can't wait for it. Well, that's all the time I have on the show today. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. 
You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.